is Off the Record, the weekly KOTO public affairs show that offers you, the listener, an opportunity to hear in-depth conversations on community topics and issues that matter. As always, you are encouraged to join the conversation by calling 728-4333. Now here's your host. Good evening, Koto listeners. You are tuned in to Off the Record. I am your host, Julia Caulfield. Um, We are here in the week of bluegrass. It's officially bluegrass week. Um, And I figured it would be a fun time to to chat about some of the things that are going on um, this weekend, specifically some of the local and regional artists that are um, coming in to participate in some of the bluegrass festivities um, this week, or this weekend rather, I guess. We have a local poet who we're going to be introducing in just one moment. Um, We have an artist who helped to design the poster for this year, who's local as well, or regional as well, and then um, a member of one of our local bands who's going to be um, hosting a workshop in Elks Park. But we're going to start with our poet, you know her, you love her. (laughs) It's Joanna Spindler. She is the San Miguel County Poet Laureate. Joanne, I feel like you're a regular on this show now. (laughs) You were just here not too long ago, but you're wearing a different hat to some extent. I mean, to some extent, Mm -hmm. um, you know, still talking about some sustainability and outdoors and how Mm -hmm. we can um, be respectful and and happy in in the place that we live. But through the lens of poetry, um, this this time yes so joanna you're going to be doing some performances you have some poetry featured in the festival this year first off just to kind of like give that rundown can you share um what your involvement in with uh, the bluegrass festival is this year yeah of course well i'm really delighted um and really grateful to planet bluegrass they reached out a couple months ago in search of um yeah local artisans to put the spotlight on a little bit through their um, kind of their greater sustainability vision, which also includes just really watering the local artists, you know, like giving, giving some love back to local arts, you know, which I I really love as part of a bigger view of sustainability. Um, Yeah. And they asked if I would um, present some poetry. I'll be reading some poetry for just a little while, nothing really long, but on Sunday at 1245 on their sponsor stage. And I also wrote an original poem that will be coming out in the bluegrass program. So keep an eye out for that. That's in there. I haven't been able to release that yet. So it's going to be a totally new poem. Mm. Wow. We're not going to be able to get a sneak peek tonight. <laughs> no sneak peeks. <laughs> I made a promise. And then also, but what I can tell you about tonight that I haven't been able to talk about until now is... Um, but I'm also creating a little project for them that will be um, based at the Bluegrass booth, at Bluegrass, um, the Planet Bluegrass booth. I'm doing a little project called The Poet Is In, which is sort of like this really fun witchy mashup of, um, you know, like that guy with the typewriter on the side of the road being like, you want me to ride you a palm? And like being <laughs> a, a public oracle and like pulling prompts out of a gumball machine and um so yeah so folks will be able to drop by sunday afternoon um at the planet bluegrass tent and they've made a little space for me there and i will write a poem for you and i have never done this before so it's really exciting i was just gonna ask what is that what is that like i mean obviously people we have like rosemary watola Traumer, yes. who's a, also a local poet who you know writes a poem a day and yes. i've heard her speak of like it doesn't need to be perfect right. you just do it but i imagine that when you write like you want it to be good. You of know, and course. Especially if you're giving it to somebody, like, what is yeah. what is that like to create something just, like, so instant, so on the spot, not necessarily totally. knowing the person that you're writing for? Totally. What's your mindset going into that kind of experience? I mean, you know, I kind of keep 
thinking a little bit about um, being like a palm reader <laughs> and how I want to create like a tiny moment of connection with every person who wants a poem written for themselves. I, I think, um, you know, ask them a few things about themselves. Maybe it'll take five minutes. Maybe it'll take like a little, like a long time. I don't know. And it's a, it's an exercise in vulnerability for both parties involved, which is why it's such an interesting little piece of interactive art, because it's me being like, well, I'm supposed to be our poet laureate, and maybe this is going to come out really crappy, but I'm creating something for you and with you, and it involves um, a moment of human connection, and it involves a, a moment of, of sharing. So I just hope folks stop by and ask for a poem, and I, I'm really excited to see what comes from it. So the yeah. poet is in. I'll be there. I love it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've mentioned that you are the poet laureate for San Miguel County. Yes. Can you explain a little bit what that means? And then also sure. kind of the other side of the coin is how did you get into poetry? How hmm. is this something that you started with? Thanks, Julia. Um, yeah, well, we are incredibly lucky in San Miguel County that our board of county commissioners has decided to honor um, local poetry by by having the title of County Poet Laureate, which is something that I definitely give credit to Rosemary Watola-Tromar and also to Art Good Times for kind of initiating in our county through um, just just finding and, and encouraging local poetry and saying, here, we're going to choose this person to be in some ways um, a bit of a figurehead. And I'm preceded by amazing, amazing poets in that, including Rosemary, um, Alyssa Dixon, most recently Diva Chasonis, some really beautiful and brilliant souls who all bring a little different definition. And it's very, um, yeah, it's very self-defined what it is to be the poet laureate. So it's a little bit of choose your own adventure and every poet has kind of gone different directions with it. And um, I think for me personally, I'm getting really excited to create some programs for young people, for kids, to encourage poetry writing. Um, and then I've also just been doing a lot of public poetry through, thank you, Kodo, and the newspaper, and, and just through my own channels. So, um, yeah, and each poet, like I say, has just gone different directions with it. So every, every person has their own take. Yeah. What got you into poetry? How did you get started? I've loved poetry since I was a really young kid. Um, I started memorizing poetry when I was really young. Um, actually, at a little bit at, out of protest um, because I was raised in a really, really conservative family and I was, um, shall we say, strongly encouraged to do a ton of memorizing scripture. So I was, I was, um, I, I always had that impetus and I didn't always resonate with what I was memorizing there, but I, found poetry really young and started memorizing poetry just for fun and also because I was really being um, a little bit of a rebel. Um, and I've, I have found that that poetry has stayed with me through my whole life and, and encouraged me to write my own poetry. So yeah, thanks to the many brilliant poets that have crossed my, my reading path and I, yeah, I've been interested in it a really long time. So Yeah. You know, you mentioned that you're going to be writing some poetry. You're going to be, you have some poetry that you're writing for the program. You're going to yes. be reading some poetry. Mm -hmm. What is the difference between a poem that you see, that you write, Ooh, that you view as like a written poem uh -huh. a, compared to one that is like meant to be spoken? You know, it's interesting because the poem that I wrote for the program actually has an interactive element that I can't wait to do in person because it, it, the difference really is in the interaction. 
and particularly um, I think the renaissance of slam poetry has really taught people this that it has a lot to do with the um, delivery specifically because when someone when you put poetry out into the world and people read it they get to take it their own way they add their own cadence maybe they um, think of the flow of the words in their own way and when you're performing it you get to do it exactly as you hear it inside of your own head and there can also be elements of um, of drama that you add with your own the way that you present it the way that you talk or the way that you move your body and I I'm surrounded by some amazing poets who are really good at that I would say my good friend Art Good Times is really one of the most brilliant people that I know about that he just has a big booming voice and hearing him read a poem is it's like being inside of a thunderstorm and um so yeah I guess to me that's the difference between a written and a, and a performed poem is just the the interaction so it's also cool thinking about, I mean, because part of me is like, why should people care about poetry during a bluegrass festival? But also, like, <laughs> music is so much in some ways its own, especially music with lyrics, is its own form yeah. of poetry in a lot of ways. Absolutely. And in speaking with the Planet Bluegrass organizers, a lot of something that they're really celebrating is harmony. Um and I think that fits in so well with kind of what I'm talking about, about that interactive element that... Um, any stringed instrument <clears throat> is silent until plucked, until there's resonance involved, and until there's a movement, a vibration. And it's the same with, word, with spoken word. You know, it's nothing until someone listens to it and resonates with it. And so I think that's kind of the creation of harmony that they're really celebrating by bringing in these local artists. And I'm really excited to hear from some of the other folks that you're featuring tonight because of that. Such a great thematic. Yeah. Um, on a non-your-work side of things, yes. what do you love about the Telluride Bluegrass Festival? You know, it's just a giant gathering. It's a gathering. And I think in this moment, particularly after not having had um, quite this magnitude of festival in a while, I think it's a really beautiful celebration of getting people together who love music and being under the beautiful open sky in Telluride. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you to read a poem in a moment. Yes. Not quite. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, something that I always, you know, we've heard folks talk about this on CODA before because we have featured poets before. But, mm -hmm. you know, I feel like poetry can sometimes feel a little bit daunting. Sure. If it's not something you just feel very immersed in. Yes. Um, so for for folks who are either going to read poetry that you mm -hmm. have created this weekend or they're going to hear you speak or mm. they're listening to this and they're like, I want to write some poetry yeah. but just don't even know where to start. How do you um, encourage people to mm. kind of like dip their toe in and, and maybe tune their ear a little bit to, to engaging with poetry? Oh, what a great question. Um, well... Uh, the beautiful thing about poetry, especially if you do come into it being like, oh, this is a little intimidating. This is some like highfalutin thing. Um, the beauty of poetry is that it's literally impossible to define. Um, it doesn't mean that words have to rhyme with one another. It doesn't have to be a certain length. It doesn't have to have a certain cadence. Like uh, um, poetry is really, really self-defined. So find what feels poetic to you and I think particularly for the bluegrass crowd that one's a no-brainer because if you love music you love poetry and you love storytelling and you love human expression and that's all it is you know it just doesn't necessarily have music with it <laughs> so it's a it's very very self-defined find what you love 
read a couple poems here and there and say, I don't, you know, I don't really resonate with this one. I don't love this one. Or, oh, wow, this one really speaks to me and go from there. What do you feel like is often for you a starting point for when you're writing your own poetry? What are the things that inspire you or kind of get you ticking at the beginning? That's such a good question, too. Um, I use my notes app on my phone a lot to just write down little like bits of phrase that come to me. I think and I think a lot of people who, who write will tell you that, that you don't necessarily. It's very rare to have a fully formed piece come to you, but write down little bits and then link them together when the time is right. And sometimes it means I polish something for like months bit by bit and sometimes it means that it kind of comes together really fast but you just have to have patience with whatever that process might look like yeah yeah um on that note do you have a poem that you can share with our listeners this evening yes. a poem or two if you want to I know you yeah. brought one. But. Well, I'll start with this one and then we'll see what Perfect. we have time for. I, love I know you have so many other amazing people <laughs> to feature tonight too. So um, this poem is called Cimarron and it's, I'm going to read a definition to begin with. Um, our, you know, our neighboring mountains are called the Cimarrons and it's a noun. It's from American Spanish, from an adjective, literally wild, unruly, put ashore on a desolate island or coast by way of punishment, implied in marooning. Even earlier on, it meant to be lost in the wild from maroon or maroon of Spanish cimarron, wild, untamed, unruly, fugitive. This is from the old Spanish cimara, thicket, which is probably from cima, summit or top, the Latin. And the notion is of living wild in the mountains after having once been tamed or captive. Cimarron. I see you out there, friend, hard at the labor of rewilding. I see your bloody palms from where you've opened yourself up to feel the wind again. I know just yesterday you met there at your core, the gritty beast that sits upon your solar plexus humming. Something feral is within you, maybe even monstrous. Oh, you've known it all along and felt its beauty and its power. I hear it in your voice today. There's something new that's in your step or maybe just the old that you've uncovered, the good wild dance that set your soul on fire before, now re-remembered. Let it sweep you to the edges of the galaxy. You are free. And there is salt and soil along your teeth from where you nod yourself the pathway just to be here, pain and triumph rising. In your footprints, there is sawdust and a few spilt gemstones from the treasures you've uncovered at your roots. In your tending, you are finding reclamation is a battle and a song. Hold your head up to the fray. Sniff the scent of what's been yours and always been unvanquished. Howl it down and let your hunt begin. That's so beautiful. That's really... Uh, I, well, I mean, it's also, I will just say to any, everyone, not anyone who's not in the studio right now, no one's in the studio right now, <laughs> it's us, except for us. But I mean, it is for folks who have the opportunity to get to see you perform this week. And you're just, you're so expressive. And I Thanks, mean, people Julia. can hear it in your voice as well. It's just, you give a really beautiful performance and it's really oh, thank you. wonderful to get to hear and see. So for 
folks who are hearing it now try to see it. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Come by on this Sunday, weekend. 12.45. Yeah, well, so on that note, final thoughts you would like to share, and can you remind folks where they can come and find you yeah, this weekend? absolutely. Um, so the um, my little set of poetry will be during a set break, 12.45 on Sunday at the Sponsor Tent in Harmony Green, which is, I think it's called the Upslope Tent. Um, it's one of the side stages there inside the festival. And then I will be presenting after that, I'll be doing the Poet is In piece, and that will be at the Planet Bluegrass Tent. So you can find me there in the afternoon. Perfect. Yeah, thanks, Julia. Joanna, thank you so much for joining listeners. Joanna Spindler, who is a local poet and is going to be performing at Bluegrass Festival this weekend. We're going to take a quick break and then come back with Babe Gallegos, who is an artist who helped, was one of the two folks creating the the poster for this year's Bluegrass Festival. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in to Off the Record on KOTO Telluride. Kingdom, if you're looking for forgiveness, he's got some. There's no place on this earth like that. Some no place on this earth like that. There ain't no place on this earth like that. Oh no, there ain't no place on this earth like that. You gotta wait till you get to God's kingdom. If you're looking for forgiveness, he's got some. There no place on this earth like that.
need to walk and be free Don't want no chains binding me Gonna be who I wanna be I wanna go where I can walk free There ain't no place on this earth like that There ain't no place on this earth like that God's kingdom, if you're looking for forgiveness, he's got some There ain't no place on this earth like that There ain't no place on this earth like that There ain't no place on this earth like that You could whistle, you can moan Call the rock on the White House phone There ain't no place on this earth like that There ain't no place on this earth like that There ain't no place on this earth like that Welcome back, Kodo listeners. You are tuned into Off the Record on Kodo. We're chatting with some local and regional artists who are participating in the Telluride Bluegrass Festival this weekend coming up. I am joined by Babe Gallegos, an indigenous artist from Southwest Colorado and one half of the father-daughter duo who created the poster for the festival this year. Babe, thank you so much for joining me and, and being here this evening. Hi, yeah, thanks for having me. So, you know, starting off with a, a big question, can you just share a little bit um, about who you are and, and the work and the art that you create? Um, sure. So both uh, myself and my father, which is Norman Lanson, we're from Ignacio, Colorado, um, Ute Mountain Ute, and born and raised in this area. My father has been a, an artist for over 40 years, and that's what he does for a living. And then I um, I kind of just do that on the side. And um, sorry, I got my little two-year-old here. Never apologize for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so he's been doing a lot longer than I have. And um, we were just really grateful to be part of um, this experience and to do some art together. Yeah, so on that note, um, can you share a little bit? I know that, you know, most folks won't have seen the poster yet. I got a sneak peek. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's such a beautiful piece of art. Um, Can you share a little bit about what your inspiration for the poster was this year and and what you wanted to to say with this artwork? So our inspiration um, after talking to the Planet Bluegrass team was kind of just um, after several years of the pandemic of um, kind of the a positive kind of, you know, coming together again and rejoicing and having a positive experience with music, um, especially being in such a beautiful area such as Telluride and um, really having a positive experience. Um, and also showing, showcasing just kind of all the different walks of life and cultures that come together 
um, for this event and to also give recognition of the land that's traditionally, you know what, um, um, yeah, just uh, traditionally the indigenous people of the area to kind of showcase that as well and kind of give our little viewpoint of um, different aspects in our culture and imagery that kind of represent that. Yeah. Um, without asking you to, to give any spoilers, maybe that, that <laughs> you don't want to give, but um, and also recognizing that you are a visual artist. And so um, it's maybe asking a, a big task, but can you kind of try and paint a little bit of a, a word picture or a, a word image of, of what folks can expect when they when they see the poster this year? Um, so definitely, um, visually, we wanted to create kind of a, just a, a colorful experience when you looked at it, just, um, to represent nature and kind of what Colorado represents too. Um, there's a lot of different imagery in it that, um, local Coloradoans will represent with um, that showcase kind of what Colorado represents um, and then also the musical aspect of what people feel when they hear music um, and the experience that they will get from it. What is it like I mean a working as in a collaboration with anybody to create art and then specifically you know working with your father what is that what is that process like what does that what is that experience to to get to create this piece together um the experience um is amazing um to kind of come together um and make a just uh, to run ideas back and forth with each other, um, especially with the other team of Bluegrass to come together and kind of give us their visual of what they wanted it to represent. And um, I think with any art too, you know, it, it, at some point you have to let it speak for itself. And that's what we did with this piece too. Um, the technique that we used, we had no idea how it was going to turn out. We kind of just let it the, the paint speak for itself and move whatever way it wanted to. And once it kind of dried from there, we saw the imagery and um, we're like, that's that's it. And we kind of, kind of placed a few things here or there. Um, working with my dad is always a great time to, um, as you get older, you, you don't get as much time as you want with your parents. So this is kind of a, a bonding time for us and to create something together um, and to have it um, showcased in such an event like this is really special to us. Yeah. Um, so with the poster, um, half of the sales of the poster this year are going to go to the La Plata Youth Services, and then the other half is going to the Ute Mountain Ute Tribe. I would love to hear from you um, why why these are important organizations or um, tribes to, to send the, the funds to, and, and if you have any idea of kind of what what um, is going to happen with, with the funds that get donated. Um, so Ute Mountain is a tribe that both my father and I are enrolled in. 
Um, it's a small reservation. I don't know if you're familiar with the area. Um, it's just past Cortez um, in Toyot, Colorado. Um, and then as far as La Pata Youth, um, this is also a local um, agency that is from our area. And we kind of wanted to give back um, in a sense to the youth of, and it, you know, it's, it's not just one special area or culture or race. It's, it's um, dedicated to all the youth in the area to help them um, in this program that goes out to different schools. And um, one of the aspects that they help out is kids that kind of are in the court system. So if they're having a hard time um, dealing with things at home, then this is an organization that can kind of help out and reach out to see what they can do to make sure they stay on track in school. Yeah. Um, you already touched on it um, a little bit, but, you know, folks who are attending the Bluegrass Festival this weekend will will see your artwork all over the place. <laughs> you know, it's going to be very um, prominent and and front to face, I guess. <laughs> but so, you know, what do you hope, um, what do you hope or what would you like people when they see this art to, um, you know, maybe, maybe think about or, or go into their experience of viewing this piece of artwork, thinking about or, or feeling? Um, I think for, for me personally, um, I think the past two years have been pretty demanding on everyone physically and mentally, emotionally. Um, and with everyone kind of getting back and trying to experience what things were before everything had hit with COVID, I wanted to, when, to speak on the measures of what that feeling was beforehand and kind of um, what unity of gatherings like this represent and the positive experience um, that it creates to kind of make people unified. Um, and music is one of those aspects with this that it, it speaks across um, all ty types of barriers to where um, it brings people together. Yeah. Um, well, Babe Gallegos is one half of the team to uh, create the poster for this year's Telyard Bluegrass Festival. Babe, I really appreciate you taking a couple minutes to, to chat with me and, and thank you for sharing your artwork with the whole festival this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. And um, my father also gives his best regards and thank you. Sorry you couldn't be here. Um, he does have um, a website, normanlansing.com, if anyone wanted to check out some more of his work. Um, and we're just grateful that we got to be represented and got a chance to show our work at this. So thank you. Thank you so much. And, and have a great rest of your evening. We appreciate you joining. You too. Bye. Bye. All right, Kodo listeners. That was Babe Gallegos. You'll see her and her father's um, artwork all across the festival this weekend. Um, I did get to see a sneak peek of it. And it is absolutely gorgeous. So prepare to be amazed and in awe um we're going to take another quick break and then we're going to be back with some more chat but also some some more music from a local musician in studio so thank you so much for tuning in to koto telluride we will be back in one moment with off the record
right, Kodo listeners, we are back. And the final guest of the evening, we have Tyler Simmons, one third of the Porch Couch Trio, who will be performing, doing a workshop in Elks Park um, for Bluegrass this weekend. Tyler, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Um, so, yeah, can you, for folks who may not know, who, what is Porch Couch? Porch Couch. Um, it's a band we started six years ago here in Telluride. Maybe, yeah, over six years now. Um, and that consists of Danny D'Alessandro on the banjo. We actually just got him back in the band. We've had two other banjo players, um, Warren and Ken. Uh, and uh, we still play with them, of course. But then uh, then Mike Enriquez is on bass, um, which he's in every one of my bands. I also have, like, a funk and R&B group called Lava Lanch. Uh, but Porch Couch is the bluegrass thing, and we got a side project of that patio chair. Um, of course. I can tell you more about that after a song. How about that? Sure. Should we just go straight into it? Play a song for us. Yeah, let's do it. This is the, the first song I wrote when I moved to Telluride. Uh, I was in a very interesting place in my life. Um, and uh, it was two days after the ski area closed. So things were dark and stormy uh, in all the different ways. And I just went down by the river and wrote this. Ooh, 
One person clapping. <laughs> but everybody else is clapping at home. I know. That was beautiful. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that. Um, so as we mentioned, y'all are going to be, Porch Couch is going to be performing um, in Elks Park on Thursday at 1.30. At 1.30, yeah. <laughs> um, what can folks, you already you know touched on, on who the band is, but what can folks um, expect or be excited for, for that workshop? Oh boy. Um, well, I know uh, a number of different artists do the workshops in different ways, uh, and it probably just depends on how much they like talking. Um, <laughs> and some really do like talking, some don't. Um, so I'm going to try to squeeze in a lot of original music. Um, it's all tunes I wrote uh, over, you know, living in Telluride and, uh, and really like diving into these mountains and, you know, taking my guitar or most often a ukulele into the woods um, and just kind of writing about things I don't even know that are happening in my life until I realize like a month after I wrote the song I'm like oh wow this is like something that's happening and no wonder I wanted to get it out um, so I'm going to kind of you know talk about that experience kind of just tell tell tales about the the songs and uh, and yeah and, and a lot of the songs have a bit of humor in them too or at least I think they do <laughs> um, so going to try to have a good time in that sort of regard uh, what um how you just you mentioned it but how much do you feel like telluride these mountains the place that you live influences the music that you create <laughs> um a ton uh i think i have like five or six songs just about clouds alone i mean you get clouds everywhere uh maybe less in the desert but um <laughs> but uh yeah, you know, clouds, uh, rivers, I'm obsessed with water, so I write uh, about water a lot. Um, and I also, like, noticed uh, a few years ago that all the songs I wrote uh, that was that were kind of in this genre uh, before I moved here were all about moving to the mountains or, like, getting away from where I was, you know, like, at. Uh, and now I'm, like, happy or something. <laughs> or, you know, still go through all sorts of you know, uh, life events that make things uh, interesting and challenging. So I read about that too. Should we do another one? Yeah, yeah, I got another one for you. All right, let's go. Uh, this one, uh, this one was my attempt at writing a uh, a blues song. Um, but uh, if if anybody you know that knows me or plays music with me, I'm I'm really a jazz nerd. Um, so. <laughs> It might not be as bluesy as <laughs> it might have come out a little more than blues. <laughs> well, I've been cooking, I've been cleaning up the mess I made of myself. That gray won't fit on my shelf. Oh, no. And I've been meaning to write to you About this little, little sister got to do How most of his pay for my head Oh, no Sometime you wonder why you don't hear from me On a master this mystery You give up on oh, that's just tough I'm still the 
looking up so clean Of a mess I made of myself And that great one feel on my shelf Whoa, no And I've been meaning to write to you About the silly little sister got to do How most of this baby of my head Whoa, no Sometimes you wanna whine on here for me On a mess that is mystery Give up on that she's tough Oh now, oh now, now Sometimes you wanna whine on it for me On a mess that is mystery Give up Oh no, that's just Tough 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 Tough stuff Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you, real tough stuff. That. <laughs> it's real tough stuff. Um, so, Tyler, I'm going to like jump in and, and ask this question. We were talking about it a little bit before we got on the air. You are kind of wearing two hats at Bluegrass this year, um, in part, musician, one hat. Um, and then also you are... You work with Eco Action Partners. You also work with uh, Planet Bluegrass to help with their sustainability initiatives or efforts in the park and around town throughout the weekend. Can you share a little bit about what folks can expect when it comes to those efforts this weekend as well? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it depends on if you've been to the, the Bluegrass Festival before. Um, if you have, you've noticed uh, that we try to compost just about everything you receive within the festival grounds. And I mean everything. And that fits uh, two missions. Um, and, and, uh, and I also am not the only person running this. I've got my friend uh, Walter Wright, uh, who used to live here and has done it for a long time. We do this together and sometimes have some other help too. And a lot of help from volunteers. But um, we want everything that people receive within the festival grounds to be compost because obviously we're trying to reduce waste first. You know, recycling, uh, things like that can be a little challenging uh, and less efficient you got to drive it far all the different reasons you know how much really gets recycled things like that so why not go for compost so if you're going this weekend you'll notice uh everything you get is compostable down to you know your forks you know your straws um there's no like packets of any little like thing like that you know so like we're trying to keep the compost perfect uh also for volunteers that help out you know if everything is compostable and it's not like just a mix of items then they only really have one instruction to tell people uh because telling people two or three instructions can be difficult um so if it's both of those missions um we also look at gas usage energy usage things like that and we're always trying to be better um a new program that i brought to the table in 2019 but really did it at a small scale and it was it was challenging. I had to uh, think of different ways to do it. It's a plastic bag recycling program. And that's something we do through Eco Action Partners around here for maybe three or so years now. Um, and many people know about that. If you don't, give me a call. Uh, you can call our office or, or uh, hit us up over the, the internet. Um, but yeah, we're bringing that to the festivals. Uh, I, I've worked out different protocol now. 
um, and we did this in in uh, in 2021. Uh, it was a much smaller year. It was 22% of capacity, um, and it's even larger than normal capacity this year. Uh, so it should be interesting, but I'm going to give it a go, and uh, we're going to try to recycle as many plastic bags as possible. That's amazing. And EcoAction Partners will also have a booth at the festival this year, as will Seas of Trees, which is a local nonprofit working to plant trees. We also have Sistau is a, um, a, a climate impact um, company locally that is, is helping to tell people or help people know what their climate impact is. So there's a lot of good ways that folks can locally think about the, the, the waste that they're creating or help offset that a little bit and live more sustainably. Um, Tyler, before we go, we'll have you do one more song, of course. But I would also love to hear from you. Um, do you have a first or best bluegrass memory? Whew. Wow, there's a lot of good ones. Um, so don't tell Planet Bluegrass this, but before I uh, started working for them, I definitely snuck in a couple times. And they're really hard on that, so don't do that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I saw some amazing music during that. And I, I was really curious about bluegrass at that time. Like I said, I'm a jazz nerd. Um, so I, I didn't necessarily listen to it. Uh, and I had prior bandmates, uh, from years past, uh, quit our bands and go play in bluegrass bands and they're doing really well now. And I didn't get it at the time, but then I, you know, I, I got to participate in this festival and of course, working for this festival planet bluegrass is is the best especially for sustainability um so working you know and and just getting to 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 be a part of it has always been the most magical part for me and you know the music is amazing too i I, i've got some some hilarious stories i always love the house band the house band is almost consistently my favorite set of the weekend um and i really appreciate all of them still coming together and doing it but uh but also yeah sturgill simpson uh quite a few years ago i think it was like four years ago he had a hilarious story he told right before he started his uh first song and uh i'll never forget that um but yeah you know everything from the band competition uh to the tiny little workshops in the park sorts of things even you know when they were doing it in the transfer warehouse to, to to the big headliners it's uh through and through a solid solid festival yeah. Shout out to the band competition. We have a local band who's participating this year, Birds of Play. You might know them. You definitely love them. Um, they will be playing in the band contest this year, which is the first round is on Friday in Elks Park. And then the finals are in Town Park on the main stage on Saturday. So check check local bands out there, too. <laughs> um, Tyler, let's have you do one final song before we wrap up the evening, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Um, yeah, another song about the mountains. And uh, uh, I used to live in the old yarn store, which is on Main Street, right next to Steamy's, right at the top of the hill. Um, and uh, living there for two years, and I might be the last residential leaser, uh, saw some pretty wild things happen on Main Street on the daily. Um, so uh, I kind of wrote a song about that. Uh, and yes, we did have a couch on our porch. So, And every good band should have a theme song, right?
may never know what's gonna grow in your garden. You better till it, till it will spring up from the alleyway. Looking like it's gonna be the kind of day. Don't think too much. Oh, no, no, don't think too much. Combine sunshine with the clouds on near. Don't feel by evening time the skies will clear. Fuller is the day. Fuller is the day. How oh, now, now, now. Fuller is the day. How oh, now, 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 now. Fuller is the day. Sidewalk and bees be buzzing and chipmunks hustling. Sometimes just simple little motorcycles line of the gut. Make sure to pull them all line. You bet them stars will be out tonight. Oh, now, nah, now, nah. you bet them stars will be out tonight. Combine sunshine, but the clouds on near. Don't feel by evening time, the skies will clear. Oh, the rest of the day. Oh, the rest of the day. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, the rest of the day. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, the rest of the day. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, the rest of the day. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, the rest of the day. Yay! <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you so much for, for joining this evening and being part of our hour highlighting local artists and regional artists and musicians who are participating in the Telluride Bluegrass Festival this year. We really appreciate having you here. Thank you so much for having me. I love it. I love Kodo. Mm. Um, so, folks, make sure to tune in to the workshop from Porch Couch this weekend. Tyler, tell us again where folks can find you. Yeah, you can find us at Elks Park. <laughs> at 1.30 on Thursday. Uh, I think we're playing for 45, maybe 60 minutes. That's what I've heard. Perfect. I love it. Um, and for listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you in the park this weekend. But if you cannot be there, um, KOTO, we will be, of course, broadcasting live from Town Park all weekend. So um, tune in for music. We'll have live interviews with some of the artists throughout the weekend. It's going to be a really great time. You can tune in at 91.7, 89.3, 100.3, or online at KOTO.org. Tyler, thanks again once more for, for being here this evening. Ah, uh, you rock. Thank you. All right. Coda listeners, coming up in just a few moments, we have Pow Surf Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in to KOTO Telluride. Thanks for listening to Off the Record. Opinions expressed on this show are those of our guests. Join us again next week for another installment. And in the meantime, drop us a line at news at koto.org with feedback and ideas. Oh, 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 oh,